Hey everyone, and welcome to a new Gladly Global podcast. You might not know who I am, not a problem. My name is Ari, and I'm in North Carolina today, and I will be talking with Anna in Italy. Hello, I'm in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so. Let me just get out of the way that if there's some awkwardness between us, if we talk on top of each other, it's because we're on a call and there's delay. So that's why. I can't see when Anna's talking, so I keep talking and then we're just talking over one another. So yes. we'll try our best here. <laughs> yes. All right. So today we're talking about academic studies. Exciting. <laughs> Do you want to explain, Erin? Sure. So I get many questions and I know Gladly Global as a whole on Instagram, we get many inquiries as to whether it's worth paying for a degree in languages. You might have the passion, you might have studied previously, but there's a difference between studying on your own, going to a language school, going to the country, using the language for work and actually taking classes and a formal degree. Yes. So I wanted to try and elucidate some points and give insight as to our personal experiences and see if that helps you formulate your own. Perfect. I couldn't have said that better. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I would start like just talking about our experience a little bit. So um, I graduated at University of Venice in 2017 and uh, my major is called Languages, Culture and Societies of Asia and Mediterranean Africa. But my curriculum is uh, about Japanese culture and language. So I studied mainly that, but also I did a side uh, course of Korean at the same time. And Eri, just tell about your experience. Yeah, sure. And then we talk about the rest. Just to introduce it briefly, um, I started studying languages in high school and I went with my hobby. So ended up graduating with a degree in Asian studies, concentrating specifically on Mandarin, minoring in Korean. After I graduated, I'm a little bitter, they added the major for Korean. So yeah, yeah that's, that's life. <laughs> but I've taken many courses. I think as when I started undergrad, I didn't know what to do. So I took Russian, I took French, mm -hmm. Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Yeah. Um, I had to cut some out to graduate on time. <laughs> I understand the feeling of wanting to do everything that is possible doing. Yeah, especially with languages. One is never enough for me. Yeah. And then with two, I'm like, why not three? Why not four? Why not five? I, I know so. the feeling <laughs> very well. Dangerous spiral. Yeah. So anyways, I wanted to talk about like what we did um, after the, we graduated. So um, in 2017, after graduation, I went to Japan straight away. I just wanted to use what I learned. And uh, so I went to Japanese, sorry. I went to Japan to study in a Japanese school for uh, one year, more or less. And then I found a job in a Japanese company. And yeah, let's not talk too much about that part of my <laughs> life because it was very depressing, honestly. Aww. But now, um, yeah, after one year and a half, I decided to come back uh, to my hometown. And I'm now, now I'm here in Italy. Uh, trying to get a new start, let's say that. And what about you, Eri? So, slightly different. I graduated, up until the point at which I graduated, I'd used my language skills extensively. 
But once graduating, I wasn't sure what to do. I think I made the mistake of not formulating a clear plan. So I decided to take a gap year. Um, now I'm applying to a graduate degree in finance and accounting, hoping to mm-hmm. use my language skills in my future career, perhaps work abroad. I'm already an immigrant to the US, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's just been a continuation of reading in my own time. I haven't been able to go to Korea because of Corona. Yeah. So that's a shame. Yeah. But I speak with Korean family members all the time, so I can keep up with it. Yeah, that's why your Korean is so good, damn it. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, I want to learn Korean properly because I said that I've studied during university, but it's a side study. For me as well, it was a minor Mm, language study, so... Mm, I was like, uh, I wish I studied it better at the time. I mean, for me, like, we had the minor, only went up to modern Korean literature. So we analyzed literature starting in 1910 through to the modern day. And that was the class that really served to, it spurred my language skills. It spurred some kind of improvement and better grasp of the culture and language. Before then, I wasn't that great, to be honest. Yeah. No, but that's interesting, right? You don't only study, like, modern culture, but you also study how everything came to be, let's say. Exactly. Yeah, alongside history classes, too. Yeah. Taught in English, though. I wish they were taught in Korean. And we are already talking about what I wanted to talk about, which is like, actually, like, what do you study at university? And like, Mm -hmm. uh, do you only study in classes or do you also study uh, outside classes? So, yeah, let's talk about that, because um, I don't know about you, but I had like most of my knowledge I just gathered when I was outside classes. Uh, absolutely yeah right you can't succeed otherwise you you'll just kind of blend in with the other students to be honest if you want to stand out and show you're passionate as a major as someone's pursuing a major in the language you kind of have to force yourself to engage outside of the classroom otherwise people won't think that you care about learning more I, i know that sounds bad but to be competitive yeah You truly need to engage with native speakers, watch TV, listen to music, read books, poetry. It's never ending. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, I had uh, I was very lucky because uh, University of Venice is really strong on on Asian studies. Mm -hmm. So a lot of Asian people come to uh, come to Venice to study uh, not languages but other things like economics yeah. or linguistics or something else same at chapel hill yeah it's a good center for like a uh, cultural exchange let's say about uh, between italy and asia in general not only japan also china and korean and other countries as well of course yeah and uh so i was lucky because um i like i was able to engage with native speakers that were my age and students and were willing to go out and just like you know exactly. exchange together opinions about culture and language studies and yeah i ju- i think like i could have not learned a language without that like i could have not learned japanese only like writing kanji uh, characters all day long right no <laughs> no you you won't get very far I don't think I would stick with Japanese if that's all I did. 
Yeah, you lose the fun in actually using the language. That's the whole point. Talking with people. Exactly. Like not just writing stuff down on a, a notebook or. <laughs> yeah, you you need to uh, constantly remind yourself what the purpose is, and when you're studying at university, sometimes like there's so much knowledge that is thrown at you. No, it's like yeah. uh, all these books and all these like, characters to learn and everything. Like you need to study, study, study exams, exams, and then like uh, it's easy to get frustrated. At least for me, that's what it was, and like. The community of it is every. It's what like keeps it all together. Absolutely. Without that, it's very difficult. You need other people struggling alongside you. <laughs> yeah. To really feel better about it, when you have two hundred Chinese characters to learn overnight, plus um, idioms, cultural points, grammar points. Yeah. Um, practicing listening comprehension, even. Yeah. It's very difficult to know what to do without the support of your peers who can help you along the way. For sure. To further your point, in terms of meeting people at university, I met someone called Chu Chu, Chu Chu, and I became friends with her. She's originally from China, and through that acquaintance, I managed to actually go to China and visit her family. And without having studied Mandarin at university, I don't think I would have yeah、um, been able to go or found that opportunity to meet someone who was willing to have somewhat of a cultural exchange. And explore the country with me as my age. Yeah, that's、uh, definitely like the same thing happened to me as well. Like the friends that I made at the time, just like stayed there like constant in my life. And so, also when I decided to go to Japan later,、uh, there was always、uh, some kind some、uh, classmate、mm-hmm. like ex classmate that was staying in Japan like working as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> same here. Yeah, never felt.、Uh, I've never felt alone or like there was always like support, but also like the freedom of saying I'm taking like my own way. I'm gonna do、mm-hmm. this because I want to do it. And but I have like friends that are supportive, yeah, alongside. And it, it's not as hard when you have that degree because you're comfortable with not knowing how to speak to people, or if you don't have a certain level of vocab, you have those skills that you've garnered throughout your degree to find out, yeah, things on your own. You don't. It's not so much a deer in headlights anymore. Yeah, if you know what I mean. And you're already familiar with the culture, so、uh, integrating and. Taking part in life there is a bit easier, I think. Yes, it's not as much of a shock. Yes, that's definitely because, like, we always talk about when you're studying a language, when you're a beginner, like you're so confident, you're like, oh yes, I <laughs>、yeah. know so much, and then like, I know how to say ni ha. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I know how to say hello and like bad words or something, <laughs> and then like you get to a point when you're studying and you're like, oh my god. I don't know anything about this. I will never be able to speak, and there's like the depression stage, let's say. Yeah. And like you need like to keep going to like get one step further and like be able to actually not be fluent, let's say.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, it's good to have that when you're like.、Uh, I I re- I remember that I had this when I was in my second year of university, and like it. They always say, like for me, it was like from one day to the other that、mm-hmm. I was able to. <laughs> I remember that I was so bad and I couldn't speak and stuff. And then like one day, I just like 
got drunk. Can I say that? <laughs> I got drunk with my friends and I was able it's, to speak. I mean, it's the truth. It's what happened. Right? <laughs> I mean, drunkness is the secret behind fluency. In <laughs> well, that's but like anyways. another point I think everyone needs yeah. to know. If you start a degree thinking the degree will give you everything you need to become fluent, you're wrong. Yeah. You're mistaken. It's all about your passion and what you put into the degree. Yeah. Quite honestly, don't expect to walk out of it knowing everything. Don't expect to walk out of it knowing more than people who've lived or worked in the country or have taught themselves. <laughs> you just have to know how to take advantage of what's given to you and then that can prove to your no, advantage I, later. Yeah. I completely agree because uh, you can graduate and not be able to speak languages at all. Yeah. You can just like, because being able to pass the exam is not the same as being fluent. Absolutely not. You can memorize answers to questions all you want, memorize grammar points, but going or talking to someone and actually having someone talk to you in a way that doesn't fit the cookie cutter <laughs> yeah. phrases or grammar points that you've learned or they're not sticking to the grammar and they're actually talking how we talk in English you know exactly purposefully manipulating the language to suit their own personality or the point they want to get across yes I think it's something you have to learn on your own the teacher is not going to tell you that exactly no no I completely agree like I'm glad that uh, a lot of the people that I talk with uh, that are have uh, studied academically let's say like a lot mm -hmm. of people have these kind of opinions and it's like okay no you can study whatever you want but like everything that you do while you're studying like on the side like with the friends yeah. that you make and uh, the other experiences that you make it, that's the most important thing because it's what makes your experience unique of course exactly exactly so And taking advantage of study abroad if it's given to you yeah, as well as a university student is fantastic. Yeah. Did you study abroad while you were studying at university? I did. For one summer, I went to Yonsei University in Seoul. Um, there's a funny story behind that. I hadn't been studying for that long. I, bef I transferred. I started off in Greensboro because I had a scholarship. Yeah. Then I decided I wanted to study linguistics, so I moved to Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. I picked up a book in Korean, because before then I hadn't studied in class. We didn't have Korean at Greensboro. Yeah. And I picked this book up. I finished it in about a week and a half. It's like integrated Korean. I placed out of a year's worth of Korean classes, uh -huh. stepped in, finished the second year, then went to Korea and took a placement test. They placed me maybe at an intermediate level. I walked into the wrong classroom because I didn't understand what they were saying, and it turned out <laughs> I was in the most advanced level, and I just stuck with it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it was very awkward at first because I, I had no idea what was going on, but yeah, I think it was a fantastic experience because it, however uncomfortable I was, I knew that I could get to that level, and it pushed me yeah. to study very efficiently. Yeah, it was fun. It was interesting whenever I started to talk to them in the class and they were like, why are you in here if you don't know this? But <laughs> Noob. I was okay. It's okay with not knowing. You know, sometimes you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation yeah, where you're not that's... the best to become yeah. one of the people that others are looking up to, I think. Yes, I will tell you, the first time that I actually went to Japan was after my second year at university and um, I decided... To just go and do like volunteering in Japan. So Oh interesting. I, you know, I just go I just went by myself. Yeah. 
so like I hopped on a plane. So I, w- I went on planes before, but just Europe, you know, it's easy to get on a plane in Europe. Yeah, it's easier. So I just got on a plane by myself and I went to Japan and I stayed there one month. <laughs> I just did like tourism and also these volunteering experiences, but it's like thinking about the language knowledge that I had at the time, like it was terrible. Like, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> like, it would be hard for me now probably to do the same. Yeah. And at the time I was just like, okay, I would just go, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like amazing because of course everything, like everything found uh, its purpose. So like. I wasn't only studying like grammar rules like all the time just because Mm -hmm. I was studying because like it's a tool to communicate with people exactly and that's that's a great point community service is a great way to use the language find people in your community that want to have people to talk to like right now because of corona doing wellness check calls in Korean or Mandarin if you've got that kind of population Japan I don't know how you do that. It might be a bit harder, depending upon where you live. Yeah. Um, other than going to Japan like you did, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I mean, um, you. there are other tools, so like applications. So, you know, like uh, I'm not sponsored, but I will always say that Hello Talk, was it Hello Talk? I've um, never used it. I've heard of something called Hello Talk before. Yeah, I think it's Hello Talk. For talking to random people, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, you just say, like, I'm native speaker of Italian, for example, and I'm studying Japanese, for example, and you find, like, uh, Japanese people that are studying Italian, so people that are native in your target language that are studying your native language. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course they're interested in your language you're interested in their language so it's easier to you know create a conversation exactly and some friends that i made there i still like talk to this day and i met them and like we're pals and we (laughs) we hang around when we are in the same place of course but um i would say now that the internet is uh, so broad and used by everybody, just like get on mm-hmm. it and just find somebody. You don't have to be in the place. Don't be shy. Right? Yeah. If you're if you're shy, you're going to have to force yourself out of that habit. But at the same time, I think even if you're shy, like on the internet, when you're talking like on a chat or something, it's easier to, yeah. you know, communicate. When, when you're in front of somebody, that's when like... If you're shy, it's better. <laughs> it's a bit harder, yeah. You know, and but if you're just chatting, I think it's fine. It's easier. It's less intimidating, I think. Yeah, I wanted to talk also like about a little bit what the difference is between uh, university and other type of study. So like self-study or like uh, language school study. Mm-hmm. I think you already had uh, a brief experience about that so yeah being in North Carolina I wasn't sure what to do I wanted some more formal classes I decided to take Korean classes at a locally run school and to be honest I don't know if I'd recommend it as an advanced student it was very informal Um, it was around the time corona was sitting in so we discussed a lot of different vocabulary Mm -hmm. but it's nothing that you can't find on your own and it's incredibly expensive yeah, right. for what you get, I think. For the amount of progress, I don't feel like it was worth my money. Yeah, I I have this feeling that language schools are cool if you're, like, 
um, just arrived in the country and you have no idea what the language is about and you have to start from zero. Mm-hmm. And like language schools are really good to like give you the basic points of what language is, basic grammar things and like just yeah exactly exercise every day so you can go out and be able to communicate with people. But I think when you reach a certain level of knowledge of the language, like you would better use your time just study by yourself. And I remember when I was studying in Japan for one year in language schools, like every day I had to go up. Uh, sorry, I had to get up and go to school. And I was like so frustrated <laughs> because I was like, I could use this time doing better things. And instead I have to go, you know. Yeah, I understand that. Especially when you're in the country. Yeah. I don't get it. You better go into a bookstore and picking up a newspaper and a short novel. You'd learn just as much. Yeah, the problem... Watching the news, you'd be just as good. Yeah, the problem is with that is that when you're in a different country, you usually need a visa to stay there. Yeah, And if true. you don't have a job, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, easier to get just a student visa because you just have to pay the school and then we get your visa you know absolutely yeah there's nothing wrong with that i think you'd have to really research the school you pick carefully yeah and make sure it's suitable for you and your level and yeah but i say i don't want to say that language schools are bad because i also no they're not they serve their purpose yeah no no i also think that uh the friends that you make there so like you meet a lot of people that are in your same situation most likely yeah you have you build another community don't you yeah right so a lot of people just go there to study and just go back to their country right after but you also find a lot of people that are searching for a job and uh it's good you know uh, it's a good way to exchange knowledge about like how to do stuff since it's not your country right Mm -hmm. a lot of things could be different so um i would say it's a good option if you're in the country i think so it really depends all on the individual circumstances with all of this yeah depends on your level how comfortable you are how independent you are if you need that community to help you yeah if you crave that kind of close-knit community where if you have a question you have someone immediately available to ask or whether you can go out and find people on your own which can be hard if you're not a native yeah yeah i yeah i agree and I wanted to also like uh, add something about self-study. So we talked about academic study and and then uh, language studies, and now let's talk about self-study. I personally think that um, before, like, um, actually deciding to uh, study a language by yourself, you should have some kind of experience learning languages so you have an idea of like Mm -hmm. what are the different methods or you just like you tried different methods and you know what works for you you know like what are the things that you have to learn about the language before because i think if you just like um buy a book and be like okay i will study (laughs) chinese now like me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean you need some kind of knowledge about like yeah you do because i think when i studied like i studied english by myself also because uh high school system is not very good in italy so i studied english by myself before but still i think this the things that i learned 
about learning languages during university were like um, very very important for my for for like to make me the person that I am today let's say yeah because uh, right now I'm, st- I'm I'm actually trying to learn Chinese by myself <laughs> but you know with the la- knowledge of like okay when I studied that other language I did this and it worked mm-hmm. so let's try and do this or like let's research this other thing let's do this let's do that but it's like with the base of knowledge so that's what I strongly think maybe just you know uh, be guided before yeah and then like just adventure on yourself uh, by yourself it'll make it much easier because you know I took French in high school I took German Latin in the UK but none of that prepared me for the college classes and I feel like it pushed me to find techniques that worked because my grades were on the line yeah and so now you know I speak multiple languages I'm learning Icelandic and I have the tools I need to figure out how to learn it on my own I don't need a teacher per se yeah yeah no no I completely understand because like uh, college is so like intense I would think you know right it's like yeah you have to learn massive amounts <laughs> of things like in brief time so it's uh you are forced to find uh, a method that works because otherwise otherwise that's it you won't graduate you won't pass or if, even if you do it won't be usable at the end yeah right but anyways okay. yeah no i would say that like if um anyways on our website we do uh tutoring and mentoring for uh people that are trying to learn languages also on their own so if you want to talk with us about your uh, personal uh, experience and like maybe you want to talk with somebody about like you want advice on what you should do mm-hmm. you should definitely contact us on our website which is gladlyglobal.com uh, or on our instagram which is gladlyglobal underscore right absolutely <laughs> and me or teresa uh, or elmo or eri or other tutors will help you on your journey right that's what we're here for. That's what we're passionate about. And we want other people to not go through the same struggles we have. Yeah. So in the end, Eri Chan, is it worth it to, to go to college or university and study there? For me, yes. It's such an irrevocable part now of who I am, who I perceive myself to be. And it's a skill I want to be able to use in the future. Every time someone asks me, what did you study? I'm very proud to say I finished my degree in Mandarin and Korean Mm -hmm. and that I constantly improve to this day because it's not so much that I took the classes. It's that I had the tenacity to get through it. And now I'm continuing and hopefully at some point in the future, um, I will truly be able to put my skills to the test, use it in a native environment, compete with other people who have been using that language since birth, and be competent in numerous disciplines, being able to discuss <laughs> various topics. Yes. Um, but, you know, that's all combined with my graduate studies. So it depends on whether you're going on to another degree like me. Yeah. Uh, whether you see yourself teaching English in the country, for instance, that's a popular choice. That's what my cousin does. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on you. Yeah. You really need to evaluate it carefully. Yeah, because... Um, before you take the plunge. 
Yeah, we were talking before that for me, like studying at university was really like just a treat to myself. So at the beginning, I didn't have like a clear plan of what I wanted to do with my life. But I knew that I wanted to learn languages. And I remember clearly that I I thought to myself, I want to travel. Mm -hmm. So I will learn languages. And uh, that's what I did. And right now, like my life is pretty um what well, my goals were so i'm pretty happy but um yeah i would say like it's good to like think about purposes but at the same time um also remember that uh you don't go to university only to like learn skills to be to use them in the future exactly. but also like to you know, cre- uh, find a community of people that think like you mm-hmm. and uh, have similar goals as you and uh you know they can support you in life and you never know like my mother always tells me (laughs) that uh the road is built while we walk so um you can always like change your mind uh, mind along the way and i think that's not not bad thing like you should always go on and like uh see what the situation is for you rethink about your goals Mm -hmm. and just like go with the flow sometimes yeah that's exactly what I did completely go with the flow see where it takes me see what opportunities lie ahead as I get there yeah um I'd really have fun with it you know yeah that's what I enjoyed most about mine (laughs) yeah I think this is a good note to uh end our podcast with what do you think Erin oh no putting me on the spot (laughs) (laughs) I would say like don't don't be scared to just take a step in even if the water is deeper than it initially appeared and just put yourself out of your comfort zone. Yes. See where it takes you. You never know, you might enjoy it. If you don't, you can change your mind. But a language is something that you'll be able to use no matter where you go. And there's nothing better Mm -hmm. than having studied a language. And even if you don't speak properly, even if you make grammatical mistakes, being able to find someone to chat with that really appreciates that contact with someone making the effort to talk to them in their own language that they can understand properly if they don't speak whatever languages you speak. Yes. It's a great moment. It's a great way to connect with people. And it's a great way to understand other cultures because ultimately, to be a language major, you have to be able to communicate, be respectful. Yes. Be able to communicate in a manner in which is appropriate for the target audience. Yes. It's no different to majoring in your native language. Like if it's an English speaker majoring in English, it opens your eyes to a whole other level <laughs> that you never saw before of communication yeah no and culture i completely agree yes all right um so i think we talk about this uh a lot and but you if you have questions you know where to contact us on our instagram gladlyglobal underscore or on our website which is gladlyglobal.com and um we also have a youtube channel which is uh, called Live Love Lang. So you can also see our videos there. And am I forgetting something, Eri? I don't think so. That pretty much covers everything. All right. But we're always here to help and we really appreciate you listening. I feel like we could have talked all day on this subject. Yes. (laughs) All right. See you next time. Yes. (laughs) Goodbye.